0: I've got a quick question for you before we get started today. Were there any outstanding presentations at the last Master Brewers district meeting you attended? I bet there were. Well, we'd like to share those stories with listeners, but we need your help. Unless they attended that same district meeting, Master Brewers members, including me, will never know about these outstanding presentations unless they get uploaded to the Master Brewers District Presentations archive. So next time you sit in on a really great presentation, ask your district officers if you can help them get the presentations uploaded. It's super easy. There's even a short how-to video link at the top of the archive. And if there's a presentation that you think we should highlight here on the show, shoot me a quick message. You can find me at community.mbaa.com.
1: Contact our brewery sales team to provide you with the hop-related tools you need to craft your next great beer. For more information, visit hopsteiner.com. Additional support provided by... Get to know Proximity Malt. We malt superior, European-style, low-protein varieties grown close to home in Delaware and Colorado. Domestically grown, precisely malted to style. With our team of seasoned experts and two brand-new malt houses, try what's really new in malt. Check us out at www.proximitymalt.com.
2: And if you can clearly identify uh, a type of container, uh, specific locations, specific labeling, things of that nature, you increase the participation and reduce the confusion around how to participate.
0: This week on the show, we go all the way back to episode 12 to hear about a topic we should all be considering, sustainability. More specifically, how can you reduce solid waste that your brewery sends to the landfill? This episode first ran in November of 2016. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode that you won't want to miss. Today, I'm joined by Amy Johnson of North American Breweries. Amy, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hey, John.
0: So the most recent issue of the Master Brewer's Technical Quarterly includes Amy's article, Solid Waste Reduction and Triple Bottom Line. Amy, could you begin by explaining what triple bottom line means for any of our listeners who aren't familiar with that term?
2: Sure. Uh, uh, North American Breweries is owned by our parent company out of Costa Rica, Florida Farm and Ice Company, also known as FIFCO. FIFCO follows this triple bottom line philosophy, And it's really made up of uh, threefold aspects. One is certainly the financial aspect. Um, There's another aspect that's an environmental piece, which is really where this effort fits in. And the third aspect is about being good partners in our communities.
0: In the article, you mentioned that you went into this project with, with no real previous experience in this area. Uh, so you brought had to bring in some outside expertise. How did you go about searching for outside help that would be a good fit for this project?
2: Uh, a couple of things. A Google search. <laughs> 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 Who doesn't use Google these days? Yeah. The other thing is that um, I'm an alumni of Rochester Institute of Technology here in Rochester, New York. So I reached out to a couple of my contacts there and said, hey, do we have any alumni that work in this area? And as a matter of fact, RIT itself has the New York State Prevention Institute um, as part of its sustainability initiative and sustainability institute. And so we found them to be a good fit because they were focused on manufacturing in New York State and also had some ex- Experience in dealing with breweries.
0: Okay. Um, Now, could you describe the the audit process that you went through? You know, how long did it take? Were there any big
2: surprises? (laughs) Uh, It was a day and a half, and I'm chuckling because, in a lot of ways, there weren't any big surprises. Yeah. I think we were actually hoping for a bit more of an aha moment or some type of breakthrough opportunity. And the reality was a lot of the things that we were already doing um, in terms of recycling simply needed some additional support and enhancement, or they were things that we were already aware of and just didn't have systems around.
0: Okay. So you then determined three key areas of opportunity. What, What were those focus areas and where was some of the low hanging fruit?
2: Ah, <clears throat> a big one was our labeling and bin usage. So kind of follows 5S principles uh-huh. from a lean manufacturing or a Toyota production systems. And being that if you can clearly identify um, a type of container, uh, specific locations, specific labeling, things of that nature, you increase the participation, and reduce the confusion around how to participate. So that really was a, a big, big focus for us. A couple of smaller things. One was our crusher. We have a piece of equipment that we use to crush our bottles and cans to reduce the liquid and put them into smaller fragments before we return them to the recycler. Um, we probably weren't really doing so well at managing that process, um, both in terms of keeping glass and cans separate because the more you can separate them and keep them by their like type, um, the more value and revenue you you can get and the better the recycler can actually handle those, um, materials. Okay. And then... The third area was we had some like processes, um, like materials that were being used in two different places that we were that were being handled and collected in different ways.
0: Great. Um, You know, as soon as I read the very first paragraph of your article, I, I started wondering how much of a challenge it was going to be for you, you to get employee buy-in. And as I, as I read on, you mentioned a vocabulary transition of the word trash to landfill, which you described as giving an employee an opportunity to think again about where the material they were sending to the trash is actually going. Uh, could you talk a little bit about the challenge of employee buy-in and any other tips that you might have uh, that have proved to be successful in your brewery?
2: employer buy-in remains a challenge uh, simply because we're often focused on producing beer, uh, getting it packaged, getting it bottled, getting it canned, and not taking that maybe extra little bit of time to make sure you get the right bin back to the line or make sure that you are putting your trash in a bin marked for landfill versus a bin for bottles and cans. Mm -hmm. And some of it is just Having it available, um, we recently had a trash bin that went missing, and so the, the line was used to putting their trash in this one particular location marked for landfill. When that went missing, they started using a collection bin that was marked for bottles and cans. So it was it was simply a matter of finding out that that's what happened was that it went missing and getting it replaced, but it's not yet. So attuned here that people automatically think to ask, Hey, my trash can went missing. Can you bring me one?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, some of that.
0: Sure. Okay. Um, I was also glad to see you describe the tie into GMPs, you know, educating brewers about the federally mandated. Good Manufacturing Practices has been a key initiative of Master Brewers, uh, of, of our Food Safety Committee during the last couple of years. Could you speak to the role that GMPs play in supporting this project?
2: Sure. So, kind of as you mentioned, GMPs are very important to food safety and our food safety program. Um, we do participate regularly in an audit from the American Institute of Baking, or AIB. Um, and we have considered evaluating the SQF or safe quality foods measurements that are a little above and beyond um, the AIB type audit. But by working with our GMP AIB team, they go around our facility and are looking for opportunities uh, to enhance those. And... One of the big things with AIB is if you have a bin that is labeled for collection of a certain material, then they expect to find that material in that bin and not have it contaminated. Mm -hmm. So that team is now adding that piece when they are going around and doing their monthly audit in support of this solid waste production effort.
0: At the end of your, does that
2: answer your question. It
0: does, yeah. No, that's okay. great. I, I think it's, um, yeah. I think it's it's really interesting how sometimes you know these things end up kind of tying together and, and supporting each other, and it's good. Coming up.
2: So even though the material itself claims that it's recyclable there might not be any means for managing that process. And so it ends up in a landfill as well.
0: I'm John Bryce, and you're listening to the Master Brewers Podcast from the Master Brewers Association of the Americas.
1: Support for this podcast is brought to you by Bring the world to your brew house with BSG's diverse selection of ingredients and services. Our dedicated customer service team and industry experience provides you with the assistance you need every step of the way. Make BSG your supplier of choice with products essential to making great artisanal beverages so you can stay focused on your craft. Visit us at bsgcraftbrewing.com or contact us at 1-800-374-2739.
0: Here's what's coming up on the Master Brewers calendar. District St. Louis meets January 16th. District Pittsburgh meets in Emsworth January 18th. District New England meets in Merrimack January 24th and 5th. The Ontario Technical Conference is January 29th to the 31st in Kingston. District St. Louis meets February 20th. District Northern California holds its Technical Conference February 27th and 28th in Sonoma County. One of our newest districts, District Great Plains, meets February 28th and 29th in Kansas City. Check out the full calendar of events at mbaa.com for more details or to find a district meeting near you. To the show. At the end of your article, you offer some advice to brewers who'd like to begin reducing solid waste in their breweries. Um, listeners can, of course, download your article from the Technical Quarterly Archives on MBAA.com uh, and read all of your advice there. But what's the number one tip you have for listeners who want to kind of begin their journey uh, in terms of reducing solid waste in their breweries?
2: The number one tip, um, I guess I would say go walk your brewery Um, kind of with that is measuring it and asking about it. In other words, when you go out into your brewery, Observe the waste. Where is it being generated? How is it currently being handled? What do employees do with something that they take off the line? Do they know where it goes? Do they know what happens to it? Um, And ask them about it. What we sometimes forget is that our employees are on the line every day working with these materials and with this equipment. And they have a lot of knowledge about where it goes, how to handle it, what could be done better. we got to remember to ask. Uh, The other thing was measuring it. That's a little harder sometimes. Um, For instance, for us, one of our areas of waste generation, because we have a brew pub as part of our complex, is food waste. We actually really don't understand how much food waste we're generating. But you can often work with your vendors your waste haulers, your recyclers to help provide you reports on the types of materials that they are picking up and how much they actually weigh.
0: Yeah. And you know, I I was, uh, I was thinking that, you know, in situations like this, maybe uh, a fresh set of eyes is incredibly helpful, oftentimes to get somebody who walks in the door and who doesn't work there every day, maybe notices some, some things that the employees wouldn't. But, but you know, it sounds like from your experience, um, maybe that's not so critical. I mean, you know, maybe um, maybe this is something that if, if your brewery doesn't have um, the funds to go out and hire an, an outside source to come in, it sounds like it's certainly possible to make some really good headway just based on uh, engaging the employees and getting them to, to, to point out what's going on.
2: I would say absolutely. Um, we certainly value the input that New York State Pollution Prevention Institute had in coming to audit us and providing us some guidelines, tips, and a, roadmap or a plan to keep moving forward, um, but in a lot of ways, asking the employees. We, we had some instances of uh, what I call the, of course we recycle it. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you ask yeah. three, three different operators and not everyone knows that you're supposed to recycle something. Right. So there's a lack of consistency there and just that little bit can bring it all together um the other experience we've had is a little bit of what i call you know look it's recyclable and then you find out that you don't really have a means of handling that particular waste stream or get it into the recycling process so even though the material itself claims that it's recyclable there might not be any means for managing that process and so it ends up in a landfill as well
0: yeah you
2: you also make a good point about um you know, asking folks from the area, but I like to ask folks from outside the area as well or crossover, because to your point, they ask some of the, well, why do you do it that way kind of questions? And it does, can bring in a different perspective that the folks on the line may not be aware of.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Well, amy thanks a lot for writing this article i think it's 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 great to see um this kind of spelled out it's also great to see the progress that you guys have made and the the impact that you can you make on the um on the the environment and and our society i think it's it's really important stuff here and i hope this will entice some other breweries to go out and and do the same and see where they can um improve their operations and 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 send uh Less solid waste uh, to the landfill each year. So thanks a lot for writing this article, and thanks for taking time out of your day to to talk to me about it.
2: You're welcome, John. Writing the article was kind of a nice hats off uh, to the effort I had been making. And so when Mark approached me about it, I was like, "Oh, you want me to do what?"
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, now just having the chance to speak with you about it has only added to the fact that I feel good about the efforts that have taken place here and the results are really showing it.
0: That was Amy Johnson, now Amy Dragon, here on the Master Brewers podcast. Do our plan in a favor and download Amy's article from the Master Brewers Technical Quarterly and start applying those principles to reducing the solid waste your brewery sends to the landfill. Doesn't matter how big or small your brewery is, there's always room for improvement. Check the show notes for a link. Don't forget to ask your district officers if you can help them get those district presentations uploaded to the archive. And drop me a line if you think there's a presenter we should have on the show. All the links you need are in the show notes. Are you enjoying the Master Brewers podcast? Let me tell you about a simple way you can help us keep making more take a minute to thank our sponsors. There's no way we could produce this show without generous support from sponsors like Hopsteiner, ABS, Proximity Malt, and BSG. So please, let them know you heard their message on the Master Brewers podcast and that you appreciate their support.